Hey there, guys, and welcome back to the Travis and Damien Podcast, episode 53. We're available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien Podcast, along with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you guys would like to ask us any questions, you can leave a voice message at the Anchor link or in the YouTube comment section. Today, we're going to be talking about quick gaming news related to Cyberpunk 2077 and Nintendo. Then we'll head into our recent activities, including Final Fantasy and a whole lot of anime. Lastly, our spoiler discussion on Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. So our first bit of news here is that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be offering free DLC coming early 2021. So um, that's basically kind of like, you know, on par with CD Projekt Red did with Witcher 3. As uh, mm-hmm. as this article states, they, they released a bunch of free DLC for Witcher 3, which uh, I, I didn't know they released as much as they did. They released like 16 bits of it, plus um, the two expansions later on, which, you know, obviously you have to pay for um, and, you know, that's great. You know, obviously, uh, I'm going to talk about it a little later, but Cyberpunk 2077 definitely has a lot of problems. So hopefully this free <laughs> DLC adds a lot of quality of life or some other features that are missing from the game. Like I know a lot of people want like barber shops and obviously some fixes that are not DLC. So things like better uh, AI for police and um, just better traffic and NPC AI as well. So, yeah, hopefully these uh, DLCs could help improve the game some more and add some cool features because uh, maybe some new skill like trees or whatever, because uh, I think the game's kind of lacking in that department and kind of just in open world activities to do in general, since there's a lot of just like, hey, do this mission or whatever. There's not too many fun activities. Like, you can't go bowling or whatever. Like, I- I'm not really into that stuff. I know people are really like that stuff in like GTA or like Red Dead. So, yeah, that would be cool. That would be added as DLC. Um so, you know, you can't complain about free DLC or updates. So, and trust me, this game really needs it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like my sort of cynical side when it comes to like, oh, there's going to be free DLC for Cyberpunk, but like the game's not even like, you know, 100% done, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> it does feel a little weird, but this is like a CD Projekt Red sort of staple just because they did it with Witcher 3. Uh, but hopefully by the end of this year the cyberpunk 2077 when it does get released on next gen consoles you know because that could obviously get delayed because you know the game is just such a big mess we don't know (laughs) we don't know how much they need to fix how much they need to sort of polish behind the back end of the game to make sure that it actually runs stable on xbox series x and ps5 so hopefully when they decide to launch our Actually, the first piece of DLC is supposed to be early 2021, so that's going to be very, very soon. Uh, hopefully, it actually you know functions properly because <laughs> it would be weird for them to be like, all right, guys, here's just like free content, but like it's not 100% finished still, just like the main game. So, but yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Just, yeah, that's just sort of like my outsider perspective on it. But like you said, free DLC is nothing to sort of uh, be sad about. It's just a little weird for me personally, just looking in, being like, hey, the game's not even like. 100% done, but that is, it is what it is, sort of thing, you know? Right. All right, so next bit of news is that Nintendo has acquired Next Level Games, which has been a really close partner with Nintendo for the past couple of years. They most recently developed Luigi's Mansion 3, which was supposedly pretty good uh, compared to Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah, I like that um, a lot more. Yeah, and they also developed Luigi's Mansion 2, but other games that they've developed with Nintendo, notably, uh, has been the Super Mario Strikers series, both uh, the one on the GameCube and the Wii, along with the Punch-Out! remake on the Wii as well. Uh, So, yeah, now that they have officially sort of been bought out by Nintendo, I wonder what they're going to have them tasked to do next. A lot of people want another Strikers game, which I would be very happy about, despite my sort of, uh, I guess unique history with strikers charge i used to rage a lot at that game i'm not sure (laughs) if it's because i sucked or what it was but the one on the gamecube i had a lot of fun with i honestly really like mario or super mario strikers just because it was just a fun soccer game and like i don't really play soccer games but this one had mario in it and it was honestly pretty fun but the punch out game on the wii is obviously the goaded one out of all of them in my opinion i haven't played the other luigi's mansion games that they created but uh, the punch out remake on the Wii uh, is definitely some top tier shit, if I would say. So, <laughs> uh, no, I agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I actually really like the Mario sports games because you know they, they make sports fun for me. Because <laughs> you know, I'm not too into uh, sports games in general. I think like none of us are. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I love Mario Hoops 3 on 3, and I play a bit of Strikers, and I like that as well. So seeing more Mario Sports stuff would be nice. Um, obviously, yeah, Punch-Out! for Wii is amazing. I would love to see a sequel to that, since it's been a really long time since that came out. I think it was like 2009 or something when that came out. So I would love it if they did another one. And 
I wasn't a big fan of Luigi Mansion 2. I, I didn't really finish it because I, I wasn't really feeling it too much since you had a, like, a bunch of different mansions. But I don't know. I felt like the level design was a lot weaker than Luigi's Mansion 1. But I felt like they really redeemed themselves with uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. I thought that was a really good improvement. Like, it took all the things from Luigi Mansion 1 and 2 and make them into, into 3, and it worked really well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy about this. Uh, Nintendo usually doesn't really buy, like, too many like companies you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like the people who made fire emblem i don't think they actually own them i think they just make fire emblem like all the time so but i don't think they actually own them same thing with like game freak they don't own all of game freak they only own like a bit of it so yeah it's kind of weird that they just bought a whole thing like in general so uh even retro i actually don't know if retro belongs to nintendo or not um I actually don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's not like like Sony, right? Sony's very upfront about the companies they have, like a Soniac, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch. We don't really know too much mm-hmm. about Nintendo. It's kind of just like just do whatever. So um, it's kind of cool to see them like buy some more like people so they could keep pumping out games on the regular. So yeah, and next level games made some good stuff. So I'm looking forward to see what they uh what they do with all this, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a uh, Mario Strikers game was uh, sort of, I wouldn't say trending on Twitter, but I saw it a lot on my timeline when this uh, an- announcement came out just because people love Mario Strikers and I don't blame them because the art style and the way that that game looks and feels uh, is very unique and we haven't had a Mario Strikers game since 2007 on the Wii, so it's been a long, long time, so... Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of these games have been a long time coming. So, like, hopefully, we can get some new stuff from Nintendo here, or I guess sequels to the old stuff. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Nintendo uh, uh, buying stuff, uh, Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo, and they ended up getting laughed at. So uh, <laughs> this was like really early in Microsoft's life cycle, where they would like try to like figure themselves out, and they kind of wanted to buy Nintendo. And mm-hmm. they had a meeting with them, and then Nintendo just laughed at them the whole time. <laughs> Apparently, they, uh, Microsoft went to EA and they asked them, like, can we buy you? And they're like, nah, no thanks. And then Nintendo was just, like, like just laughing at them, like, Pepe laughing. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, Nintendo, that's a little rude. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, Nintendo is a huge, like, you know, a company. And Microsoft, mm-hmm. I mean, Microsoft is also huge. But just, just walk up to them, like, hey, yo, can we buy you? <laughs> and they're like, nah. <laughs> Uh, but also in the article, they said kind of, Microsoft also wants to help them, like, with their uh, hardware. So they want to, like, mm-hmm. you know, make better, like, hardware. Because they're saying, hey, uh, Nintendo, you're the, you know, the N64 is kind of, like, garbage compared to the PlayStation 1. <laughs> so we, we can help you out. And Nintendo didn't want that. So And they kind of ended up biting them in the butt since Nintendo was kind of losing to Sony for, like, a really long time. You know, from mm-hmm. the N64 to the GameCube, they really weren't doing well against Sony. It wasn't until the Wii to start like coming back. So uh, yeah, maybe Microsoft had a point there to uh, make Nintendo a more powerful competitor next to uh, Sony. But you know, that's not how the timeline went. So <laughs> I think this is very interesting because I think a lot of the times when you talk about like the history of gaming, like Nintendo sort of bites themselves in the ass a lot of yeah. the times. So like the PlayStation came about because Philips Nintendo, yeah. yep, they wanted the Philips CDI and like they had a sort of partnership with Sony and then they bailed on that. And then Sony was like, well, we have this thing. Why don't we just like make it? And then they made it and then it became successful. And look, look at where we are now. The PS5 has been selling out like crazy and PlayStation has become a sort of staple name within gaming. And now with this thing, this was before even Xbox came into fruition and Microsoft was like, hey, you know, like we can help you, you know, like we want to buy you. And, you know, them laughing at them is very funny just because it's like (laughs) hot. Like you really thought that you could just like walk up and like hand them a stack of cash. Like like obviously like that's just not how Nintendo works, especially since they are like a Japanese-based company. I'm sure that there's like a cultural difference there. Uh, but at the same time, like, despite them losing to Sony at the time, like, they probably were still doing well because Nintendo knows what their core audience is, which is, like, children uh, and, like, younger players. So they were like, hey, you know, like, despite us losing now, they'll be fine in the long run, which was more or less true where we are now. You know, they've obviously had a couple of stumbles here and there, like, with the 3DS at launch, and then they eventually, you know, price price cut that and then actually released games for it and then they sadly made the same mistake with the wii u it's just that they didn't do anything they actually just let that thing die <laughs> yeah um but you know the switch now is very very much a uh, hot seller so but yeah definitely very interesting to see that microsoft even approached nintendo with this sort of idea of like buying them and they got laughed at so that is that's very fun but obviously like this is from like one one guy who formerly worked at microsoft so uh you know he could just be you know making a whole bunch of nonsense or whatever so 
<laughs> yeah, you never know for sure, but it is pretty interesting and it seems pretty in line with Nintendo, as we just said. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if this actually uh, actually happened. Yeah. All right. right, so let's get into our recent activities. I'm going to let Damien go first because yeah. <laughs> the anime is literally all me. So <laughs> Yeah, Jared's been watching a lot of anime. I've been slacking. I haven't even watched Attack on Titan yet. I'm probably going to get started after this, but uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk has been taking all my time, and I finally finished it. I did everything. I uh, I made sure to really do everything in this game. I did every side quest. I did all the dumb little side quests. I bought like, every car because I exploited the game. <laughs> I, uh, there's actually a funny <laughs> glitch you could do. If you get an item from a quest... And you could sell it to a vendor. And usually when you buy back items in like any RPG, uh, you know, it costs the same amount, so you don't get any money. But there's a glitch where if you back out of the thing and then go back into the vendor, you could buy it for only like five like credits or whatever. So you could sell it again for 4000 And then, yeah, you just make a bunch of money like that. So that's what I did. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, as for the game itself, I basically still have the same exact opinion I had uh, in the past few podcasts where I said, you know, the game has a lot of issues, but I think the main story and all the side quests are, like, super top-notch, like, and I still stand by that with finishing it, you know, I think the game does a really good job with its characters, and each character has a really, like, great side quest, which could rival some of the main story quests, honestly, like, there really is no difference in quality between, like, these really high-quality side quests and the main, like, story side quests. Uh, if anything, I enjoyed the side stuff more than the main story at times. Um, uh, CD Projekt Red really knows... I think how to write some good characters and they, they did a great job with all the characters in this game. Um, like I felt like every character had a good like sort of like side quest and like just have like to wrap up the all the whole endings and stuff. So yeah, I think they did a great job with that. And the main story itself was also really interesting. They had a lot of great uh dynamics between V and uh Johnny Silverhand or Keanu Reeves as it is. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think Keanu Reeves is pretty good. I think he's kinda a lot of people are mixed on him if he did a good job as performing as Johnny Silver. I think he did a good job. Uh, I know some people say he doesn't really fit the character too well, but I don't know. I thought he did a good job, honestly, and um, I just didn't expect it. You know, I think a lot of people also said, like, hey, they didn't expect Johnny Silverhand to be in, like, as much side stuff as he was. But he was, like, throughout the whole game, he would talk to you, and it, it, that was impressive. Like, that clearly shows where most of the budget went <laughs> was uh, having Keanu Reeves keep voicing this guy and throughout most of the side quests. But I think it's for his benefit. I thought um, he really added a lot to the game, and uh, he didn't feel like just a cheap, like, oh, here's, like, an actor, like, a famous actor in this game. Like, no, he he, he de- like he actually felt like an actual character and i thought they did a good job with that um but then we have all the all the issues of the game right like the gunplay is okay like i, I actually kind of like the gunplay it wasn't the worst thing ever but um it kind of gets really stale because unlike other games like destiny or or borderlands where you have a bunch of interesting loot uh this game also goes for that sort of loot gameplay for some reason and it just isn't great because a lot of the loot is very samey you know you don't get any crazy guns like in destiny or borderlands so a lot of times you're just like, oh, here's just a better, a better revolver or like a better shotgun. Like it doesn't really like change anything. Like, there's not too many interesting stats to really get into. Um, and that's kind of why I mentioned before where I don't think this game is a great RPG in general because there really isn't much choice. Like there's a choice in the end where you could sort of pick what ending you want, but that's really it. Like that's really the only meaningful choice you get. Like there's some other choices, but I don't know. The game feels pretty railroaded into like what it wants to do. Uh, which isn't great for like a RPG, obviously, most mostly like a mm-hmm. Western one where Western RPGs are really into that, like, oh, choices matter. You know, JRPGs less so, but Western RPGs, I kind of expected more from that. Um, you know, obviously, the amount of bugs and issues, you know, I had my character T posing. There was some funny bugs where it was just raining cars from the sky. It was really funny. <laughs> um Quest, quest with bug uh, a lot of quests were bug towards the end for me like a lot of the beginning bits of the game i basically didn't experience any but towards the end it starts getting a lot more buggy since i, I you know i guess a lot of qa testers didn't get up to that point so yeah i started seeing a lot more quests bug out which was kind of annoying um obviously the driving isn't great especially on pc uh, i got used to it but um definitely not ideal uh you, you don't have to do a lot of driving thankfully but yeah it definitely isn't the best driving controls ever um and yeah basically just like i don't know like the game has so many i, I can't speak for the for the console performance right because i i didn't play mm-hmm. i played it on pc but obviously it looks horrible like i've seen videos i've seen <laughs> digital foundry the game looks absolutely awful on base ps4 and xbox one and if you really want the game i'll say just wait in general like even if you really want the game i say oh, only get the game if you have a high-end pc and if you really want it 
Uh, I think that's the only way I could recommend it. Even if you have a PS5 with backwards compatibility so it runs better, I still think you should just wait for a proper PS5 version or Xbox Series X version with all the bugs fixed because I think the game would be a lot more enjoyable. Like, I enjoyed my time with it, but I probably would have enjoyed it more if it had all the bugs and stuff ironed out. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically where I stand on it. I think the game is still really good, but with all the bugs and, again, all the issues with CD Projekt Red being kind of scummy with, like, the review codes and, like, all that, uh, you know, it definitely hinders the game a lot. Um, so yeah, I say wait a year, wait until all the bugs are fixed, wait for all the free DLC to come out, then buy the game. Because I think the game does, like, is good, but it definitely has a lot of issues, like everyone has been saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so next, uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I played it again, I played it on hard mode. Uh, so I could get my platinum trophy. I basically did everything in the game except play it on hard mode since I got kind of, kind of burnt out uh, mm-hmm. after after doing everything. So yeah, I went back <laughs> after after Sephiroth came out. I was like in a big Final Fantasy mood again. So I'm like, all right, let me do the uh, let me get my plat. And yeah, basically the hard mode is just you know harder version of the game. You can't use any healing items. Uh, you can't use items in general. Your MP doesn't regenerate when you go to like a sort of like a rest point. Like since you can rest uh, between like chapters have like you know points where you can get all your hp up or your mp up uh you can't do that so you can't get any mana back or mp like you just like you just can't rely on spells which is really annoying because spells are really good in this game so you kind of have to uh sort of like come up with new strategies but it makes the game more interesting honestly like uh you know i really love the combat system in seven you know i think it's one of the best action jrpg combat systems i've played honestly uh, so yeah, it made that combat even more exciting since yeah, I have come up with ways to really play the game without MP. So I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. And um, basically, all my opinions of the game, you know, still stand. You know, I think the ending is a bit weird, but the rest of the game is fantastic. I, I loved it. I thought it was a good uh, good remake. The game looks beautiful. Music is fantastic. And yeah, it's still a really great game. I highly recommend it. And mm-hmm. next, I'm continuing Final Fantasy VIII since I. Uh, I started on like August, but I didn't really start it. I was just <laughs> doing sort of like prep work for it. Uh, so basically, there's a mini game called Triple Triad, and you play that, and you get a lot of good items and magic from doing that. So I kind of did that for the first like eight hours playing this game, just making myself really strong, but ba- barely did any of the story. So I just did that, made my character super strong, and then kind of just dropped it until now. <laughs> uh, so now I'm back. So now I'm just doing all the story uh, stuff and. Yeah, basically my only complaint with this game is triple try. There's too much of this mini game. Like you don't have to do it, <laughs> but it makes you so strong that you kind of have to do it. Um, since the the battle mechanics in this game are very wonky, uh, I think I mentioned this like a long time ago when I when I was starting this game. Um, there's the junction system, right? So you would junction a guardian force or a summon on you, and um, depending on what that guardian force is, you get like different stats lit up. Uh, so it could be like strength, HP, or whatever, and then once that stat is lit up, you could, like, slot a magic spell on it. And depending mm-hmm. on how strong that magic is, it makes your stat better. So, in essence, you don't really need to level up at all. If anything, leveling up, like, hinders you because the game has level scaling, which is good for, like, a casual player since you don't really need to grind ever. Every enemy would be at your level. But also makes it bad because leveling up really doesn't do anything for you. So if you don't know how to use this junction system, you're going to get wrecked if you keep leveling up. So the best way to play this game is just to keep running away, play triple triad, get a bunch of good spells, slot that into your weapons, and then just demolish everything. <laughs> so yeah, the, I, I like the battle system because I like breaking RPG systems like this, but it definitely felt like no one played tested this at all. <laughs> like It's definitely, like, really wonky. Um, I'm not enough in the story to really comment on it yet it's definitely it feels a bit weaker than final fantasy 7 i'm gonna be honest like i don't i'm not gelling with the characters as much um you know squall is basically what i thought cloud would be like really moody like oh what was me you know so um, <laughs> yeah because cloud really surprised i thought cloud was gonna be like that in seven the original seven and he really wasn't so um yeah eight sort of like okay this is where this character archetype is <laughs> so um yeah but uh, i don't really have much to say on the story yeah i'm about like halfway through so hopefully i could finish it by the by the next podcast i could really uh talk about it but yeah that's all i've been doing all right so what have i been doing i mean for the gaming stuff i played some league of legends the new season just started i haven't played it yet but uh i was playing during the preseason on my one of my many smurf accounts um actually just two but i was playing the new champion rel they actually released two support champions like back to back so the last one was seraphine which like i read like a medium article that like she's apparently based off of like someone that like used to date a writer or something i don't know i don't want to get into it it's <laughs> okay. weird it's weird so like she like posted it on medium that like sort of like detailing like she used to like date this writer this writer writer oh my god 
<laughs> and uh, and like Seraphine looks just like her. Like she likes cats. Like the way that she looks and stuff. Like, and I was just like weirded out. Like just like reading the article and just sort of like you know like diving into that sort of aspect. So like I haven't played Seraphine yet because of that. I'm gonna be honest, but uh rel i have played she's a, a tank support and she's all right uh i was obviously playing on a much lower elo bracket so uh my time with her was somewhat easy at first but the further or like the more i played of her the more i realized that like she does have weaknesses so for example her laning phase is really dog like it's really fucking bad <laughs> um unless you're laning against like other like melee supports that have like bad laning phases like alistar uh rel really struggles against like thresh and leona so um but yeah supposedly the meta is pretty much like still tank support so like roam around so when i play tomorrow you know for the the rank season or whatever maybe i'll see exactly what all that's about i've i've been playing some other games like naruto shinobi strikers and like some other bullshit but uh it's mainly like those games i've been playing just to like you know like listen to podcasts or just like kill time or whatever um i started watching steven universe because of oh, hbo yeah. max um <laughs> I'm not even done with season one. I was literally just watching because there was a day where I didn't have work, but I didn't want to watch anime. And like, I didn't want to like play any games. Like some days I just feel like I just don't want to do anything. But like at the same time, I want to do something. So I'm not wasting time. If I that feel makes that. any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, like sometimes I just want to chill. But, you know, that day I was like, you know what, Steven Universe, because each episode is like, you know, less than 15 minutes long. Yeah. And it's pretty much just like quick bite size, sort of like Saturday morning cartoon nonsense. And yeah, it was still fun. I forgot a lot of the episodes. So I'm glad I started from episode one. So for example, the cat episode where like Cookie Steven cat? has like, yeah. no, no, no. The, uh, uh well, oh, that the, one, the, the that cat one, fingers. Yes. Yes. The yeah. cat fingers. Cookie yeah. cat. I remember the cat fingers when I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I forgot about this episode. <laughs> um, and then there were some other episodes with like, you know, Steve, Steve just like messing around or whatever, uh, or Steven. Yeah. My bad. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Steven universe is still like super duper fun and watching it on hbo max where it's in like hd and like super duper clear because before i would have to watch it on like you know if someone uploaded on youtube real quick you know just watch it on there or some other website because like when the show was coming out the upload schedule was very sporadic which was Mm -hmm. why like i dropped it um but now that it's all on hbo max you know might as well you know watch it all so hopefully i'll get through that by next podcast uh the main reason why we got HBO Max was obviously Wonder Woman, but I also watch Euphoria, uh, which has been a show that has been praised a lot since it came out. Um, and I can confirm that the show is really fucking good. Uh, think of 13 Reasons Why, but actually like good. Like they Ooh, actually okay. like, like they know like how to direct, they know how to write, they know how they want to sort of have these, like there's so many characters in the in the show that have like their own like different problems so zendaya's character rue like she has a drug abuse problem like she struggles with you know substance abuse and there are other characters that struggle with other things that aren't exactly like drug abuse but like they're similar enough where like it it messes with themselves as a person um and even like the most normal like character in the show lexi like she she struggles with just being like super like quiet and like you know like not as out there as like her sister so yeah euphoria is like really really good i don't want to talk about it too much just because there are some things in the show that i don't want to spoil for you or other people that are listening um but yeah like I didn't know any anything about the show either or that Zadea's in it and like it's really good and it was really good. And honestly, like I think that um if there are two reasons why it was done like this, where like they didn't go over the fucking top with like, you know, they're like writing shit and like yeah. whatever. <laughs> because like this show is somewhat like grounded in terms of like what happens in the show like it is somewhat realistic um obviously there are some things that i'm just like all right like how the fuck did that happen like you're like you're really like 3000 iq here like no fucking way but like it is somewhat you know like uh i guess uh it goes with that character just because they do have a lot of other problems with them um but yeah overall euphoria is is just way too good for fucking television like i still need to watch i they just released a sort of like a special that focuses just on Rue. And I think the next episode focuses on Jules, who's like the other like prominent main character in, in the show. And 
yeah, I cannot wait to watch those two because right after I finished it, I tried to watch the uh, Rue special and I was just like sort of out of it. Like I felt a little burnt out. So I, I was just like, I'll like put this down and like pick it back up later. But yeah, if you have HBO Max because of Wonder Woman 1984, watch Euphoria because it is a really good show and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, manga. I've been reading some manga. Uh, not a lot, to be honest, but I did catch up on the newest Demon Slayer manga for the English release, which is volume 19. I still love the uh, manga. I I really just like love these characters and where the story is going. And, you know, I know that I'm very much approaching the end of it because I think it ends on like volume 22 uh, or 23 or something like that. But yeah, whenever that happens, I will sort of brace myself for it. But so far, so good. I'm really enjoying Demon Slayer still. Uh, obviously, can't really talk about it just because, you know, it's, it's yeah. literally it's all spoilers because um you know we still haven't even seen the movie yet for most people yeah where and is it <laughs> <laughs> supposedly all right, all right so like what obviously they're trying to release this sometime this year i'm i'm assuming they want to have it a a, a theatrical release just because of the success that it had in japan oh, um yes. but you know like if it does just go direct to blu-ray that shit would sell a lot of blu-rays i hope but then again weebs are very much more than willing to go on a fucking shitty website and you know watch it on there but um me personally if it does get released on blu-ray whether it gets a theatrical release or not i'm buying that shit on blu-ray because i know what happens and it's gonna be fucking amazing um but supposedly what the delay is with like demon slayer like animation overall is because now that the demon slayer movie has become like the number all right so like this is like a report that i saw like on a like youtube video so supposedly this is a credible source but don't don't entirely quote me on this um so with the delay of like season two of demon slayer is because of everything that's been going on with the movie so the movie now is the number one sort of like box office breaking movie in japan like it 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 literally took over spirited away like that is fucking crazy that's right? crazy oh my god yeah like that is insane so it is literally the number one box office movie in japan of all time so now the people at i guess like the sort of like uh corporate people are like hey yo so like why don't we just like fuck season two and just like make a second movie you know but like i know what happens in the arc following the uh train arc and like it's a lot longer than what the train arc offered so like the the uh, train arc was literally just like two volumes of the manga i think it was volume seven and volume eight but then the the uh I forget what it's called, the uh, District Night arc. I forget what the fuck it's called, but the arc after it is, like, a lot longer. Well, not a lot, but, like, maybe, like, a three-hour movie sort of longer. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right. I don't know if people w would be willing to sit through that, and that would take a fucking long-ass time to make a three-hour, you know, Demon Slayer movie. Um, so I hope that that, do that doesn't happen because I honestly just want to watch more of the fucking anime because, you know, I think that making a movie is obviously, like, a good idea, in like you know hindsight just because it is fucking demon slayer but like with how much that happens in the following arc i hope that they just do season two because you know i i don't want to wait for another movie you know because that would take a lot longer than a season right like i i agree with that too and i kind of don't want a my hero situation where they like make their own original movie because mm -hmm. i don't like that and two it takes away money from the anime if they're doing like a movie plus anime at the same time as you saw with uh the last my hero season like some of the animation got a little scuffed because of the uh they were making the movie at the same time so i don't mm -hmm. want that to happen to this i kind of like that the movie is canon like straight up they use the next arc but i would prefer like if you're saying the next arc is longer yeah i would prefer it to just be the anime you know so. <laughs> yeah definitely still excited about demon slayer just you know i i just i just want the movie you know because i just want to see all of the shit that happens that i read like animated so yeah look i this is what happens when you're a manga reader now is what i've learned just from like going on twitter and shit is that like people are like man i can't wait for this shit to be animated and i fucking feel that when i'm like reading you know demon slayer or whatever so but My Hero Vigilantes is the other manga that I've been reading, which is a spinoff of, of My Hero that focuses on the vigilantes, which are pretty much people without hero licenses. And I've got through volumes two, three, and four, and it's honestly been getting a lot better. Um, you know, so far it was like sort of like, okay, you know, it, it very much felt like My Hero still, so I was still, you know, like down with it. But after reading volume four, it, it got like really, really good because like they revealed some things and I was just like, oh, okay, so that's fucking interesting. Um, but yeah, overall, My Hero Vigilantes, it's is good you know um i'm not sure if they're going to make a anime adaptation of it i doubt it just because or maybe they will because it they is fucking my will. hero yeah. yeah at some point maybe when uh 
maybe when there's like a gap between you know my hero academia or whatever but i know that they would probably have to get another studio to work on it or like split the team up which like they probably don't want to do but anyways attack on titan uh not going to talk about it because i don't want to spoil yeah, anything I'll but i will next podcast i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay it's good it's it's uh yeah it's good i mean they went on a break like i think yeah. a one week break so it's going to come back i believe sunday or next sunday i forget um but yeah it is it is still very very good and uh i was talking to my coworker because he's like a huge attack on titan fan cuz he read the manga and everything and he was like talking to his friends on like playstation and how they were like man these episodes suck cuz they're like you know like building stuff up and he's like bro can't all be fucking action and i was like yeah it's true it's true i mean can't it's kind of why yeah it's kind of why i like attack on titan like, i know there's like like some slow episodes but it kind of makes that action more worthwhile like i don't like action all the time i love action in anime especially <laughs> but you can't have action literally all the time you kind of need world building and things that so it makes the action more impactful you know so yeah, yeah. so then it, it makes those like reveals in those moments you know mean more so yeah um jujutsu kaisen is pretty much the latest newest shonen anime and it is still really really good um yeah, that's all I can really say. I mean, people are, like, crazy over this anime. Like, it is honestly insane. Uh, I did not expect... Because, like, personally, like, I'm not, like, too, like, crazy about it. Like, I like it. Like, whenever I watch a new episode, even if it's not, you know, like, super, like, pogged out or whatever, um, I'm still, like, enjoying my time with it. Um, shit, we didn't talk about PogChamp. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pog but... is dead, so sorry. <laughs> I mean... We'll talk about it next episode if it's still relevant. But yeah. uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, it is still, like, really, really fun and really, really good. You know, the animation is still, like, pretty good as well. So, uh, but, yeah, I still like Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, and I don't really talk about this when it comes to anime, but, like, the intro song for uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is, like, a banger. The outro song's a banger. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I got up to the point where they changed the intro. So now I'm, like, I think more than oh, halfway the through the... the the first time uh, they changed the intro? Y- oh, they changed it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm after the uh, first time that they changed the intro. And yeah, okay. I'm, I'm still really, really liking Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of good things, right? Just like with the Hunter Hunter, you know, like world building, sort of like developing the characters, uh, giving us a reason to sort of like follow their story and why they're at this place, why they're doing this, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, full full metal alchemist brotherhood is still really, really fun. And you know, they throw in some humor here and there, which, you know, is sort of lacking in uh other animes that I have been watching, such as Promise Neverland and I mean Noblest has some of it, but I'll I'll talk about Noblest when I get to it. Um but yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is still super duper dope. Uh Inuyasha, um I'm at the point I, I forget which oh my god. I should just open my annulus and just like should just look it up yeah, so what the fuck is my anime. yeah my any list uh, any list co is that even a f- oh fucking hell all right anyways um so when it comes to inuyasha uh, i've been watching it on uh hulu just because uh, they don't skip the intro or whatever um and i'm at the point where it's getting like kind of fun i'm gonna be honest just because uh now uh, the next episode i have to watch is episode 22 out of 167 which doesn't even include like the final sort of like series that they created to go and adapt the the, uh, last like chapters of the uh, manga so i'm still like long ways away from like finishing it but i'm at the point where like uh keiko and inuyasha like have feelings for each other but like they don't want to say it so like they're both just like going through their own shit and i'm like bro can y'all just like get it over with like what the fuck are (laughs) y'all doing but you know it's still fun it's still entertaining you know keiko goes into inuyasha's world and then comes back to her world etc etc you know it's not like uh modern sort of isekais where like they want to stay in the world or like they don't even have a chance to go back to their world uh this one is very much during that time where you know the main goal is to go back to their world or you know go back and forth whatever the case is but inuyasha is getting fun i'm really liking it um and then the next anime i have been watching is dr stone just because i've been told that i should watch this and that the new season's coming up you know like one of one of my other co-workers is a huge fan of dr stone um so i was like all right i guess i'll watch dr stone because you know a new season is going to come out soon so why not and it is getting kind of fun it is it like the main reason why like i didn't like watch it when i was first like getting like super duper into anime is because when i first watched it was back when it initially came out 
and the show was really fucking cap and the show is still cap it came out during <laughs> the uh, summer of uh, 2019 the show is yeah. really cap like the main sort of like i guess antagonist is like the the strongest primate high schooler or some bullshit i forget what it was but he's introduced like the first or second episode and i'm just like what the fuck is this but then again, it is anime. We are talking about a guy here, uh, the main character, Senku, who literally counted up to like 3,000 some years in his head to keep track of like how much time has passed, which I was like, okay, like, I guess this guy's just 50 billion IQ or some shit. Yeah, like, he's, just, <laughs> he's just really smart. But, you know, there's other things that happen within the show that I'm just like, all right, like, that's just kind of like ridiculous or whatever. But, I guess that's just like the charm of the show and why a lot of people really like it. Um, but then again, I could see why a lot of people don't like the show because of that. Uh, but me personally, I'm sort of just like going on, going along with it at this point, you know, because it's just, it's a fucking anime. So I'm just going to try to have fun with it. I'm on episode 13 out of 24. So I'm a little more halfway through the uh, season. And the uh, random ass tournament arc that like uh gaunt talks about on the uh, trash taste trash podcast taste, yeah. yeah and i'm like what the fuck is this tournament arc that he's talking about and i'm and i'm at that point and i'm like yeah this is so fucking random like i don't know what the fuck this is but like this is so random that they just threw like a random tournament arc in here i mean it kind of makes sense within the context of the show but when i hear a tournament arc within dr stone it just sounds weird but now that i'm there it kind of makes sense but at the same time not really it's it's just part of the uh, cap of the show. Anyways, uh, Rent a Girlfriend. I rewatched it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it should not be surprised. Uh, but I watched the dub because if I'm gonna rewatch it, I might as well rewatch a dub. Um, and I mean, the dubs are right. I think a lot of like modern sort of uh, dubs these days are okay, or you know, they could be like passable. And this one's like passable in my opinion. Um, obviously, I st- because like there are some lines that happened within this you know harem show that I'm just like, all right, like I did not need to hear the fucking voice actor say that to my my Kazuya or some bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god, oh man, Jesus, what am I watching? Never mind. But. Um, you know, it's still like passable, and if you prefer to watch it uh, dubbed, like your anime in general, I think that this isn't a terrible one. But then again, it's just my personal bias when it comes to sub versus dub sort of thing. Um, but yeah, still Rent a Girlfriend, ten out of ten. Whenever the uh, English volume of the uh, manga comes out, I'm gonna read that shit because I I read a like panel on like Twitter, like someone like retweeted it, and like I read like a scene that like didn't happen in the anime, and I was like, man. I guess I need to like fucking read the uh, manga either online or just wait. So I'm going to try to wait. <laughs> um, the Promise Neverland. So this one sort of just happened like literally last night. I literally watched all 12 episodes because uh, I was informed that the new season has started. And I was like, shit, I don't fucking know. Or like, I know what happens, but I don't remember every every little detail, I you know? Remember I, I watched it <laughs> and I forgot. So if I'm going to rewatch it also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally I... I literally sat down last night, like, around, like, 5, 6 p.m., and then just watched all of it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I literally just did that. Like, that's crazy. Um, but then again, like, the show is just, like, that good. Like, despite me knowing, like, what happens and, like, all of, like, the good sort of, like, plot points that happen, um, I was still, like, enthralled and, like, very interested to, you know, keep watching and go on to the next episode because I was like, wait, what was going to happen next? Shit, you know? But I I still love The Promised Neverland. It is currently streaming on i believe only on hulu and funimation it's not on crunchyroll yet which is weird um i'm not sure if they did some sort of deal with them but thank god i have hulu because i'm gonna watch it uh after this podcast whenever i finish editing it but uh yeah the promise neverland i'm very very excited to jump back into that because supposedly it gets really good um but other manga readers have said that it does get kind of bad towards the end but i'll just brace myself for that whenever that happens so next anime <laughs> no bless i finished no bless uh out of just sheer just like will. obligation yeah because. just sh- sheer obligation because honestly like i hate dropping anime like if i'm gonna start something i'm i want to finish it sort of thing um right. i don't mind putting it like on pause like with dragon ball super like when i get back into dragon ball super because i literally just have the last arc i'm probably just gonna rewatch it all because uh when i was watching it i was watching it on adult swim and then some other websites because adult swim didn't have all of them um, and then I was also watching some of it like subbed because I want to watch it dubbed. Like despite like what happened with the whole like Dragon Ball Z voice actors, whatever it was like a year or two ago with like yeah. them like doing that like weird fucking shit with the voice acting. Um, 
it's going to be kind of hard to not support Funimation now just because they recently just bought Crunchyroll. So it's kind of fucked now, you know, <laughs> for uh, American sort of uh, anime watches to not support Funimation. Um, but anyways, Noblesse. Uh, Noblesse is still fucking bad. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> and I will die on this hill. I, I, I don't care. Like literally after watching all 13 episodes, things just happen. Like, I'm not sure if it's just because I wasn't paying attention or if he, if it's because the show was just fucking boring and, like, it had no real, like, sense of direction. But all I know is that when I watched uh, Gon's video talking about the uh, sort of, like, animes that were premiering during Noblesse's season, he was like, it's fucking boring. And I was like, thank God someone else can say it because, like, this shit, was, like, at first, like, episode one, I was like, oh, okay, like, I can see where they're going with it. And then they just sort of just, like, do whatever the fuck they want. I don't know. Like, I don't remember any of the characters names i don't know exactly what was going on during like the whole like grand arc and like grand story of things uh there's like i guess they're like demons or vampires i I don't even know what they are like they're just like fighting and like they just have powers and auras and shit i'm like all right so like cool stuff's happening but why is the cool stuff happening you know so definitely the worst um sort of webtoons anime unfortunately just because this one was like going to be the most different out of the other two which god of high school was literally just a big ass tournament arc with just a bunch of fighting and then the tower of god was just another sort of like shonen that was sort of scrunched into like a 13 12 episode season uh but if you had to watch any of them definitely watch tower of god because that one actually has a story god of high school you know it's literally just fighting and like really sick animation so uh but no bless like it had good animation. It's just that I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I'll move on from that. <laughs> Haikyuu. Haikyuu last season ended uh, right after we finished the podcast uh, last episode, and Haikyuu's still really fucking good. I cannot believe how good this anime is, and now we have to wait however long for a- another season, unfortunately, which is going to suck just because... Uh, you know, I am kind of tempted to, you know, buy the manga whenever I get the income for it. But um, yeah, Haikyuu uh, to the top part two was really, really good. Um, I think part one, obviously, it was like setting up everything. Uh, but part two was obviously when like the match was going on and like pretty much everything was going into fruition. And there were a lot of hype moments. And I was I was like, man, that scene was fucking beautiful. You know, like shit was happening. And I was like, I love it. Um, but yeah, Haikyuu is just it's just awesome uh fire force so this is a anime that i did not expect me to finish but i was just kind of like well uh i might as well you know just sit down and just finish all of it (laughs) fuck it why not um so fire force has always been an anime that i have been told was trash so the first time someone told me this was uh twitter on uh shofu shofu tweeted uh fire force is trash and i was like oh damn you know i guess it's really bad but um The more, you know, I got into anime, the more I learned what its flaws were, which was pretty much just a shit ton of fan service, which is still true. Uh, Just like random ass fan service, which is like my main problem with it is that like a lot of the jokes and a lot of the fan service just fucking happen out, out, out of nowhere. And like the jokes don't land for me. I'm not sure if it's just because of its humor or what, but like when they make a joke, I'm just like sitting there like straight up, like straight face, just like not laughing. Um, but when I watch like other anime that have like humor, like Full Metal Alchemist or like, or Dr. Stone, Jujutsu Kaisen, like I'm laughing sometimes, but like Fire Force, man, like the fan service and just like the uh, funny moments just like don't hit for me. Uh, but when it is doing like it's sort of like story stuff about the uh sort of uh first or or like sort of developing the world of fire force with like the first generation second generation third generation of like uh these like fire i guess wielding people um and then the uh sort of uh what's it called so like you follow like this one sort of like i guess fire team or whatever and like there's other ones around you that are like sort of corrupt or whatever and the main story that you're following is uh fucking what's his name god damn it i can't believe i forgot his <laughs> name uh sh- bear with me guys give it fucking bear with me god damn it um shinra so shinra his story is pretty much that like uh he like he he blew up his house by accident when he was younger and pretty much killed his mom and his little brother, which oh fucking sucks. So, like, that that shit, like, sort of, like, brought me in. And, like, what he wants to do is, like, obviously, like, help other people and, like, not have, like, that shit happen, obviously, for, like, other people or, or whatever. Um, and 
yeah like it like it's a overall like average shonen like there's obviously like the sort of like uh rival sort of ally character to shinra which is arthur uh and then there's other characters that are within that sort of like fire force team that uh are like the leaders i guess and you know shinra and arthur are sort of like the uh, newbies um and then you know there's other characters that are there for fan service or whatever but uh when the show does get hype and the show does have its moments i really do like it and like i think i really felt that around like episode 10 or 11 i forget exactly what it was but or when it was but you know it sort of just like built it up and then you know we finally got to the climax and then it went down again and then obviously towards the end of the season it got brought brought back up again and excuse me the main reason why i wanted to finish it was because i actually i accidentally spoiled myself uh on twitter when uh it was like manga versus anime and it was a fire force panel that like i didn't see before and then i went through the uh, comments by accident and then it was like oh shit oh uh, well let me go and find out if, if this happens in season one or season two which it does happen in season one so uh but yeah definitely overall like you can definitely skip out on fire force like i don't think there's like anyone that's like clamoring anyone to be like yo you need to watch fire force you need to watch yeah, fire force because honestly like it's a it's an average shonen but like it gives me another anime to like watch whatever you know if i want to watch you know a pretty it's the uh, first season where where the fuck was it i just had it the first season is uh is uh 24 episodes and i think season two is also going to be 24 episodes so it's not super long uh but it's also not like you know 12 episodes long either um so yeah like it's it's all right that's all i'll say but um yeah i'm sure that there are some people that love love fire force just because of whatever reasons they may have but for me personally it's all right uh and then last thing i'm gonna quickly talk about is the hunter hunter movie so uh, I didn't know this, but recently I found out that Hunter Hunter has two movies, and one of them is the Phantom Rogue one, which focuses on uh, Kurapika and Gon and Killua and Leo Rio, which, you know, it pretty much acts like uh, Dragon Ball Z movies or, like, My Hero movies where, like, it doesn't really pertain to, like, Matter, the main canon. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of just, like, a fun movie for me as a Hunter Hunter fan to just watch these four characters, which are pretty much like the main ones that you follow, just go on a adventure and just, you know, stop the bad guys sort of thing. And it's fun. I really did like it. Uh, seeing more of a uh, Kurapika in, in animation and sort of give us more of his sort of backstory. Um, I think that this one is actually based on the Kurapika uh, sort of like one volume manga or two chapters manga, my bad. Uh, so it does take some elements from that, but like in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to the Hunter Hunter series, unless you want more of a uh, Kurapika, you don't really need, need to watch this movie like at all because everything that happens in this movie sort of gets resolved by the end of it, just like every other, you know, sort of like shonen, non canon anime or whatever. Um, but yeah, overall, I had a really, really good time with it. It was nice seeing uh, more of these characters sort of, you know, just like interact with one another, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the other movie that I wanted to watch, I believe it was called The Last Mission, but I just didn't get around to it because I was watching obviously everything fucking else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, obviously the last thing that I was watching is Wonder Woman 1984. So this is, discussion is going to be all spoilers. So if you guys don't want to be spoiled or don't care or... If you don't want to be spoiled, just leave. Uh, if you don't care about spoilers or if you know what happens in the movie, you can continue listening to us or if you just don't care, whatever the case is. Uh, but Wonder Woman 1984. So first, I want your thoughts on watching a brand new movie via a streaming platform. Did you have any issues with it, uh, sort of streaming it? Like, what are your thoughts on sort of like streaming a brand new movie when it comes out? Uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I kind of wanted this for like ever. Like, I, I Obviously, I love going to the movies, right? I think... A lot of people like going to the movies. But if there's a movie you don't really care too much about... Like, I probably wasn't going to watch this in theaters, even if it was on theaters. This was definitely a movie I would want to watch on a streaming platform, you know? But obviously, if it's something hype, like I want to watch, like a Marvel movie or whatever, mm -hmm. then I would prefer to watch it on the big screen with, like, friends or, and stuff, so... Uh, but for a movie like this, or, you know, also just, like, movies I don't really care about, but I want to watch anyway... Uh, then yeah, I, I preferred the streaming method, and I, I thought it was fine. Like, it looked good. Uh, on I, I was just watching it on bed on my phone, and it looked <laughs> fine. Like it looked, it looked good, you know. Like um, you know, HBO Max, I don't really have too many issues with. You know, obviously, it's like everyone memes on it. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think it's fine. Like it's fine. I used it a few times for the uh the new Adventure Time stuff, and uh, and that's about it. So using it for this also is like it's pretty good. So uh, I don't know what your thought. I mean, I personally like it on streaming platforms. But what about you? 
Yeah, I mean, releasing a brand new movie on streaming platforms obviously gives people more options if the theaters were open, you know, if we weren't still stuck in fucking 2020 part two or whatever. Um, But yeah, I definitely had some issues streaming it. Uh, So I tried to stream it from my PS5 at first and like the movie like just looked weird. I don't know. Like it just looked like it was like 720p or 900p or some shit. And then we moved over to my brother's room, which we streamed it via the Chromecast and it looked just like it would in 4K, which is what we were trying to get it at because I'm streaming on the PlayStation 5. It should do 4K, right? Right. Um, but it just wasn't working. Uh, and then there were some times where like the uh, movie would buffer. I'm not sure if that was the app or if it was our internet. I doubt it was uh, the internet, but it was definitely a little spotty. Okay. Yeah, for me, I didn't, I didn't have any issues. It didn't buffer or, or anything. So. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, case it's going to be, probably, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be a case-by-case case thing. Like there were probably some people that watched it and had no issues whatsoever, which is nice for them. But for me personally, you know, first watching like the first part of the movie, I was just like, oh man, like, fuck, why does this, why does this look so bad? And then we moved over to my brother's room and then it looked fine. So, but all right. So overall thoughts on the movie, like, <laughs> like right. just real quick. <laughs> all right. So way too long and mm-hmm. it was kind of bad. <laughs> um, It was just, uh, but this is just quick thought. All right. All right. So yeah, I, I, honestly, <laughs> like I think the major complaint I had is really long and it, it was just like, I don't know. Things just, it, it was just such a big, like, decrease in quality from the first one to this one, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like its themes were, like, so up in your fr- on your face. Like, oh, the truth, the truth. But it didn't even really do anything with that until, like, the end. Like, it's not really, like, I don't know why they forced that message on you in the beginning. is like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I have a lot to say about it. But general thoughts is it's not good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after I finished it, I was just kind of like, hmm, like that wasn't like as good as Wonder Woman one, but I wouldn't say it's complete dog shit either. Um, I will agree that it was a little long. Uh, Like it was really fucking long just because of just how much that they were focusing on. uh, What's his name? Fucking. Yeah, the uh, Bando. I forget yeah. his fucking name. God damn like, it. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Either... Yeah, I believe. yeah. 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 So they were focusing on his character a lot, which is good when you want to sort of develop the uh, main villain, main bad guy. Uh, but, you know, they probably could have, you know, cut it up a little bit, you know, made it a little bit shorter, cut some scenes out. You know, they've done that before with other superhero movies like uh with uh dr connors in amazing spider-man like they cut out a lot of scenes with him like sort of bonding with his daughter and sort of just like showing or not his daughter maybe his son his child pretty much just like trying to show that like he's human or whatever uh they did that a lot with pedro pascal's character to to sort of show that like despite him doing like these really shitty things like he still loves his son which is the sort of like the big payoff at the end of the movie where he is like i love my son and shit just because like they did that like that super quick like flashback sequence like showing like his shitty is like really really shitty childhood which i was like god damn like they just threw all 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 that at us like at the end which probably could have been thrown in maybe a little sooner i'm not entirely sure but definitely the movie being really long was a sort of uh bad thing uh and then there were just like a lot of other things going on so uh the uh i forget what her name the uh cheetah girl yeah barbara like they also had her in the movie as a sort of like antagonist and like they did focus on her like a decent amount just to you know give us a sort of character that was close to uh wonder woman uh but you know she was kind of like out of the movie for like a good chunk of it just so we could focus on pedro pascal's character um but yeah it just it just felt like that there was a lot going on and because there was a a lot going on they made the movie so long because of it um but yeah, overall, I think that the movie isn't t- terrible, but I don't think it's like A1 either sort of thing, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did. It kind of felt like how I felt about uh, Suicide Squad, right? Like, I watched that, and I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't think it was good. And I kind of feel the same way about this movie. It feels very early 2000s superhero movie, which mm-hmm. is like a shame, because, uh, again, I really liked the first Wonder Woman. Like, I think it kind of fell at the end with the whole like unnecessary final battle with Ares I'm like why is this here that I thought that that movie had a good theme where it's like oh the god of war isn't like an actual god of war it's just like humanity I'm like yo that's so good and then it had to put Ares finally like, all right whatever but <laughs> besides that it, it was really good I honestly really liked Wonder Woman and um and I thought DC was really hanging it out of the park with uh with Shazam and Joker also like I really liked those movies so I, I was pretty excited for for this one and it ended up kind of like this which kind of just feels like a 
just kind of like an unnecessary sequel where it just feels like it doesn't really do much with like any of the characters like wonder woman doesn't really do a lot like she obviously she fights the bad guys but like it really doesn't feel focused on her at all again it's more focused on on uh on pascal's character uh which is not it's not bad or anything like you know it's, it's good to have a hero movie that kind of focuses on the villain and give him more to flesh out but i feel like you don't really like get that until like like, the end where you see his, like, again, that really quick flashback about his really bad childhood and him wanting to uh, not be a loser, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I thought he did a good job playing that character, but I felt like it might have focused a bit too much on him and not on much on Wonder Woman to really get her to do much. And I also felt that her boyfriend was also, like, really shoehorned in. Is like, okay, he was probably popular in the first one, so, like, here you go. I know he was wished into, like, you know, because that was the whole point of the wish stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I felt like it was kind of cheap. Like, all right, he's back now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, the, the cheetah or whatever. Like, I felt like she could have been a more... I mean, either should have saved her for another movie or not, like... I don't know. I felt like she should have saved her and made her, like, the primary antagonist for another movie. Since uh, I, I think she's supposed to be like Wonder Woman's one, Wonder Woman's major villain. I'm not too sure. I don't know too much about Wonder Woman, so mm-hmm. can't really comment on that. But I don't know. I felt like it could have done more with her if it was her own standalone movie. Also, she kind of felt like a Letro from um, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man too, because she was like a nerd, and then she's like, you know, <laughs> she yeah, chat or whatever. Um, but and there's also some other issues. I thought the um. The action was very, like, floaty. Like, whenever, like, people would get punched, they would, like, moon jump, like, across the <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know why. Also, her lasso always looks so bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, her lasso looks didn't look great in this movie. Uh, I, I didn't watch the first one in a bit, so I, I can't remember. But whenever she would lasso things, it just looked, like, really, like, flaccid and weak. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't mm-hmm. really... It just didn't really do that for me. And, oh, there was another complaint I had, and I can't remember. Oh, I I don't like to go with cinema sins, but mm-hmm. You know the part where there was, like, this military convoy, and there was just, like, two kids playing soccer on the street? I'm like, you really couldn't see the giant-ass military convoy <laughs> shooting bullets everywhere, this crazy woman, like, attacking people? Like, get out of the street! Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Um, but yeah, uh, overall, I just felt like it was just so much weaker. Like, I felt like the movie didn't know t- what really to do. Oh! Oh, actually, I actually know my other major complaint. Oh, not major, <laughs> but it's also, like, another CinemaSins moment. So, when Wonder Woman was talking with her boyfriend, and he was just like, oh, um, look, well, what's that armor over there? And it's like, oh, this is this ancient armor this other person in my, like, tribe, like, wore. And it's, like, really cool. And he's like, okay. And then they don't mention it again. And then the final battle, when Wonder Woman's flying to, like, the, you know, to that island with the, uh, I guess, with, like, the satellite and stuff are, mm-hmm. um, she just shows up with the armor out of nowhere. She had that, she didn't have that on her at all. I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> she just didn't have, like, any, like, intentions of bringing it with her. Like, I'm like, what, where did that come from? And then it gets destroyed in, like, two seconds. <laughs> so I'm like okay, um, so yeah, that that was uh, that was weird, and obviously the CG, uh, the final CG fight was also kind of <laughs> uh, the cheetah kind of like uh, the cats from Cats, you know, that movie, so so yeah, obviously I I think the movie had a lot of issues, and I, it wasn't it was alright, like I kind of enjoyed it like mm-hmm. at some points because it felt a little cheesy, and I was like okay. But uh, for the most part, it just felt like it kind of dragged a bit, and uh, it just is really disappointing from someone that really liked the first movie. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the uh, Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, sort of just like getting wished back. Uh, it made sense for me. What didn't make sense was that him being in like a, another dude's body. Like I felt like that they should have just like wished him back, back. You know, just like have yeah. him be there, sort of thing, and not be in, in like some other dude's body or whatever. Which like, like sort of complicated it for like no real reason other than just to complicate it, in my opinion. Um, or, or like it was just for them to like have that moment at the end with like her actually talking to the actual dude at the end. But you know, it's it's all that just for that one scene at the end. I don't know if that's entirely worth it. Um, but yeah, you know, Diana, you know, all she wanted was for him, like, you know, like, because she was like in love with him during that whole time during Wonder Woman. And then when she lost him, it fucking sucked, obviously. And she's very lonely and she doesn't sort of view anyone else as a sort of, you know, compatible partner with her other than Steve Trevor. So wishing him back was uh, was the obvious thing to do when she had the thing, uh, the sort of like wish stone or whatever. Um, but yeah, and then with... Uh, sort of the uh, cg and shit like that was that was just funny that was just so funny i was like man yeah. like i 
I thought that they would try to improve it during the uh, time that it wasn't in theaters up until the HBO release, but they've literally just been sitting on that movie in a hard drive, and they were like, all right, well, I guess we'll just drop it now, and wait, the Cheetah still looks like this? Uh, whatever, we'll just we'll just throw it in there, whatever. Um, and then with... Uh, that's the other thing I was going to talk about. God damn it. There's a lot to sort of say about this movie, but it's just not coming to my head right now. Um, God damn it. What else is there? Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. The the posters being as colorful as they are, and then the last act of the movie just being fucking dark and gray and looking like a Zack Snyder movie. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought yeah. th- I thought this movie was supposed to have so much color and so, so much you know sort of like liveliness to it, but I don't know. It just felt like that it was it was gonna be bright and colorful, and then they just chose not to. And like especially during the last act of the movie, I I had a hard time like seeing shit because it was just that fucking dark. Um, and then. The action thing. So <laughs> I think they did it on purpose where like everything looks floaty because Gil Gadot is on like the sort of like ropes or whatever uh, right. to sort of just like, you know, uh, give that same effect that they did with like the past sort of like Wonder Woman incarnations to sort of just like play into that sort of like cheesy aspect of it. Um, but yeah, in like the lack of action, which has been a major complaint for people is yeah. like, man, they just fucking talk all the time and it's fucking boring and there's like no action. I mean, in my opinion, just, like, with what they were doing with the movie, like, it makes sense for them to, you know, oh, you know, like, Steve Trevor and uh, fucking Diana are just chilling, and then randomly they get, like, attacked or whatever. I don't think that that would have fit the movie either. Um, I feel like when there was action, it it made sense for the movie, but then again, the movie itself, you know, it didn't really play into that sort of, like, action superhero sort of generic movie, I guess. Um, right. But when uh when it was just diana and uh steve trevor just like walking around and like him like he's like wow what the fuck there's planes and shit wow this is art this is this is you know um uh fucking break dancing or whatever yeah. like that like all all of those scenes with him being like a fish out of water was just so much fun because like it's just funny just like watching him being like a fucking dumbass being like oh shit what is that <laughs> you know so yeah <laughs> it was definitely like there were definitely good moments in the movie that i really did like um which is why like i'm not completely shitting on it but definitely like it was a little long it it definitely had like a lot to say for a message that was like oh you know like just because like life sucks it doesn't mean like you need you know x thing to like make you happy or whatever because you know like when people were like were like making their wishes it was like i want to be a millionaire and then you know some other bad shit would happen in their life which was like the main effect of it so like you know when like she wished for steve to come back uh she was like losing her powers or whatever and then when yeah. uh cheetah girl you know uh, she wanted to be just like Diana. Well, she was just like Diana. It's just that she also became a fucking bitch. So <laughs> um, that was obviously the effect of her, but like she didn't notice it or like didn't really care. So sometimes these side effects could be, you know, something that they just don't care about or like they're willing to let go or like it's something that like they obviously need. For example, fucking Diana when she like got shot and everything. Um, uh, supposedly wonder woman isn't bulletproof but just because i guess she was like losing her speed or sort of just like finesse as wonder woman uh she was just slowing down and like was losing her power slowly which is why she you know took a hit and she wasn't able to block it with like her armor pieces or whatever um but yeah and then when it came to maxwell lord or whatever you know pedro's character uh i felt like that he was definitely like the better villain uh compared to cheetah girl but then again like cheetah girl she was there to sort of set up maxwell in in a sense because she is the one that gave him the stone and then he wished to become the stone and then he was like shitting on himself the whole time someone made a wish for his like own personal success for like his son or whatever which is you know sort of like a iffy spot because i'm not sure if he was truly doing it for his son because at a certain point like bro you fucking made it like i don't know why you're like going on like national television to like wish everyone else shit in exchange for you to like sort of be healthy at the same time or whatever but yeah i don't know it just felt like that this movie was definitely all over the place for a two and a half hour fucking runtime um by the way which was kind of crazy oh one thing i do like about this being on a streaming platform is that i could fucking skip the credits so i could see the after credit scene yeah Uh, (laughs) that was fun i was like oh wait we could just you know like fucking skip all this you know real quick and then oh okay you know the uh after credit scene itself was just like a little nod to the uh first actress that played wonder woman which uh she is supposed to be 
uh what's her name that had like the armor or whatever yeah that that lady yeah so they might use the her a- aster or something yeah a- yeah something some whatever <laughs> Uh, she's supposed to be in like Wonder Woman three or whatever, which is I, which is what I, I'm assuming they're trying to set up now. Um, but yeah, overall, Wonder Woman 1984. You know, there are definitely some rough patches with it. Um, so those that like really enjoy the movie, like more more power to them because they really do like the message and sort of like the sort of like theme that the movie was going for. Um, but yeah, definitely there are some areas of it where I was just like, eh, you know, that's a little iffy or like why wasn't the movie as colorful as the fucking posters were showing it or whatever you know that's just like a little minor complaint or whatever but overall i think that wonder woman 1984 uh it's it's all right <laughs> yeah i mean for me it was a little less than all right but <laughs> if you want to watch if you're a fan of wonder woman then i guess it wouldn't hurt uh but yeah it, it was definitely disappointing for me yeah definitely and you know uh some people say that this shit would have flopped if it went to theaters which might have been true to be honest but you know because they put it on a hbo max a lot of people did see it that probably weren't going to see it like yourself um yeah so but yeah overall i think that you know it is what it is hopefully uh, this isn't a trend with future dc movies because i'm hoping the batman isn't you know this bad but then again you know that is a completely different director completely different vision or whatever so but yeah is there anything else you would like to add good sir um no i think that's everything all right, so thank you guys for listening to the Travis and Damien podcast episode 53. We will see you guys two weeks from now with another episode. See ya.